Hello and welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. I'm Cathy Love. I started life as an OT, had a, an amazing, crazy private practice which I sold. And what I do now is help allied health business owners create a business that serves them, the time, the money, the joy that they absolutely deserve. And this is where my idea for the podcast started. What I want to do is to capture how hard allied health business owners in Australia work to achieve their dreams, to support their teams, to create amazing outcomes for their clients. So sit back, beverage of choice, drive safely, walk carefully, however you're listening in, and I hope you absolutely enjoy. Hello, hello, listeners. We have roped in yet another fabulous team member from the uh, the Clinico family uh, for a conversation that's a little bit different today, but one I've been looking forward to for weeks and weeks. Jason is with us. Uh, welcome all the way from Canada, where it's nighttime there and morning here or something like it. Yeah, yeah. Snow's just starting to melt, so still we still got Oh, there you go. Again. Oh, we've got all of the seasons yeah. as well. Yeah. So... Explain a bit about your role within Clinico. I know you don't have a hierarchy and you don't have job descriptions. So what what's your best work in the Clinico crew? Sure. So the, like I said, I don't really have a job title. Uh, probably the closest thing to what we call me is projects. Um, I basically <laughs> do a, a little one. bit of everything. Yeah, yep. I basically do a little bit of everything. And when I say that, it's like really a little bit of everything, um, whether it be uh, getting stuff together for features that we're going to be building in Clinico, whether it might be working on mm. uh, getting stuff ready for a meetup or working at a meetup, or even in terms of this the carbon neutrality stuff, like yeah. kind of handling that project and, and taking it forward. So everything kind of like fits into a little bit of a project. There's a little bit of you know organizing and, and making sure it's moving along and getting going. Um, so I don't really have much of a title, but that's what I do. Yeah. Very, very, very cool. So uh, what listeners don't know is what is why you're here and why Joel put you forward as the boss person on um, how to lead an organization in, towards being carbon neutral. Uh, I don't even quite know where to start with this topic. Like yeah. where, where do we start? Maybe, maybe yeah. a bit about your background and philosophy and why you were so passionate. Well, you are so passionate about this. Yeah, sure. So I, um, I'm, I'm someone who, firmly believes that we have one earth and we need to save the earth and try to do Love everything in our up. power to to just make her happy and mm. keep her happy and and I and I think that we as humans have done a slight disjustice to her for um the last number of years uh mm. and I I'm I'm hopeful that uh we eventually get to a point where more people are understanding about what the impacts of climate change could actually mm. Uh, hap- what, what could you know? What, what's impending at this moment in time, uh, and what we need to do as as humans to kind of um, uh, attempt to reverse it and slow yep. it down and fix it. Uh, that's really kind of where we're going. And honestly, I've I've been someone who I think I'm so excited about the the new tech and the new features and the new things that are coming out that we're going to be able to embrace and see this mm-hmm. whole new world and you know different. <laughs> fuel sources, uh, you know, being able to do that. I, I, I think it's, it, I've been researching it for a long time. I've been reading it. I've been mm. following it. We drive electric vehicles. We, we're on the edge of anything new that's coming out. We're trying it. We're trying to get there and it, it's super exciting. And, and I, I hope for many generations to come, um, yeah. you know, they, they get to experience this wonderful earth as well. And if we can do a little bit to try helping that along, let's do it. 
kind of mind-blowing to think if everyone does a little bit. Yeah, it's really it. It's not, not a lot. <laughs> it's, it's really not a lot we need to do. Yeah. We just all need to just try a little bit harder um, and just kind of think twice about everything that we are um, doing day to day and just make sure that, you know, we're doing it for a reason that is worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just having a little cruise on social media earlier this morning and there was a post about a company in Perth, one of our big cities over in the West, um, and they've come up with uh, cardboard containers to replace all of that horrendous plastic packaging for berries and little fruits and veg. Yep. And the post had only been up a couple of hours. It had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of likes and comments, like just within so cool. three or four hours. And it's just a really yep. good example of a little thing that yep. everyone's hanging out for. Why is this so hard? Why is this Absolutely. So yeah. 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 I, I, speaking of speaking of that, you know, I've I've um, I'm following one uh, one scientist, and she's actually out of Iran, and she's created a um, plastic that is an alternative plastic that dissolves in water. Um, oh, so gosh. it's and it's completely consumable by humans. It doesn't affect us by any means. It's mm. like us. It's a plant based plastic mm. um, that we can dissolve in water. Which, in theory, if we can get the costs of producing that down low enough that could replace a ton of our plastic without really anybody noticing anything oh. it just needs to be dumped into water so and it will there's yeah. way. The so it's a lot of cool it? things oh. yeah there's a lot of cool things and I, and i and i i'm excited that we're going to be on the cusp of seeing all these cool mm. and, and and neat things and uh yeah yeah so where did you start with almost with huh. that those early conversations with um, clinical shifting is this should we start somewhere else? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It, it's it's a lot. It, it like it, it's definitely a very intimidating thing for any organization, and I, I would say it probably the best place to start is on more of an individual level to figure out you know, what can you do as an individual versus mm -hmm. a company? Because getting into a company is a lot more, a little bit more complicated. It's kind of like the next step. Um, but really, it's- We are going to talk about that though, Jason. We like, will. We'll get there. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, um, it really, the, the end of it is uh, trying to figure out, understanding the terminology is a big one. Like the, the three biggest things that you hear thrown around kind of all over the place is, is carbon neutral, net mm -hmm. zero, and climate neutral. So they're all like, they're all similar in the idea of what they're supposed to do. And uh, they can all be used nefariously if you tweak them the way you want to mm. use them. But that's obviously not what the intention of, it, of them is. Uh, so, you know, we went down the path of really like carbon neutral. That's probably the um, easiest to understand. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you emit carbons, you want to remove carbon from the atmosphere as a very, very simple, yeah. but that's the, yeah. probably the easiest and simplest way to go mm. by it. Um, and then kind of having to figure out and really assess where are we emitting and, and, and how are we emitting? You know, is it, you know, heating our homes, air conditioning? It's like even down to things like, you know, you might have um, routers or routers, however you might say it, um, in your house. Uh, you might have a speaker system that's plugged in, but it's not actually on, but that's still drawing power. And then you have to start looking at like, you know, where your electricity is coming from and how is it generated in different countries and different areas. They have you know, different types of um, energy that gets created. So it's kind of a bit of a snowball, but um, it's honestly, it's the best thing to do is just start somewhere and 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 start to kind of understand what it means. Um, and quickly, you'll you'll find that it's not horribly hard to read. It's just a lot of stuff. Yeah. 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 So getting the conversation started, bringing the topic in, yeah. is this something, yeah. yeah, how could we take some personal responsibility for it? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, probably the first thing is I always suggest to most people because they don't really understand what a carbon footprint is. Um, really, basically, it's it's how much carbon or how much emissions, if you want to use it even more um, loosely, uh, how much emissions are you uh, putting out into the atmosphere? Um, so mm-hmm. that's what we call like a carbon footprint. That's what a carbon footprint really is. Every person can create their own. You can have it per household, organization. It doesn't really matter how you look at it, but that's kind of the measure. It's a good place to start. Um, probably some surprises in there. A lot of people mm. uh, think uh, we'll get through it when we get later, but there are some. There are definitely some surprises that uh, pop up that you are shocked about. Uh, that um, can kind of be a little bit exciting, uh, and, and sometimes they're not that really difficult to fix and to 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 adjust. Um, so I really think the beginning of it is to understand how large is that footprint. Um, you know how how much effort or how much of my day to day is going to be changed if I want to reduce that imprint, like that, that footprint, that's kind of probably the best place to start for a company as well. Same idea. It's just a larger scale. Yeah. Hey, it's Natalie NACA Consulting's team member jumping in here quickly to talk about one of our core brand values, connection. That is why we have set up two really easy ways for you to connect with us on another level or find like-minded allied health business owners, just like yourself. Join us and our growing community over at the Private Practice Made Perfect Facebook group. This is a vibrant and helpful community that shares some absolute gems to growing your business. Another way is by signing up to our love letter. (laughs) Only we could get away with naming a business newsletter a love letter. So get on in and sign up there so that you don't miss out on any of our events, freebies, new offers, and helpful industry insights that will keep you ahead of the game. Alrighty, let's dive back into the conversation. So then what happened with you leading this crusading clinico? Yeah, so I, I originally naively thought I could just handle it on my own. Um, yeah, six and, months and, done? Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> quite a long time. Um, I realized like, there are, like, we have, you know, we're a team now of 45 to 47 people. Um, so, you know, we do have a number of people on the team. There's so many, I just don't know the number anymore. Um, and uh, it's quite a lot larger than we were back in the day. And, Mm. you know, we have a bunch of different cities, we are all over the globe. And when you really start to uh, get pen to paper, and you actually like, you know, really start to get the ideas down, it becomes very complex, especially with a remote company. Uh, And, you know, the first step really is to figure out how much are we emitting across the team, um, while we're doing our work. Uh, so, you know, the really the very first thing is what we did is to try to figure out, can we do this on our own? Can we assess all of this? Can we figure it out? And it quickly became probably not. Um, so we looked at some companies that could help us uh, kind of assess that footprint and to help us offset and to kind of be a little bit of like our backbone just to make sure that we're understanding everything that we're, we're doing and to kind of keep us in line. Um, it's a little tricky finding companies that will fully understand how remote work works mm, um yeah. so so that was that was entertaining um we did find one graciously um very ionically called carbon neutral uh <laughs> was the company it's name and they're based out of it's australia done. yeah yeah and uh yeah they were honestly it was a really quite a shouldn't say painless because it was a, like a lot of effort in terms of getting the data collection but in terms of like the amount of effort involved on our part it was pretty painless um you know they did ask us where people were located asked us what types of devices we were using uh they asked us in terms of you know do we heat our homes do we not eat our heat our homes do we have the lights on when we work don't have the lights on when we work the types of light bulbs we use in the house because mm-hmm, obviously mm-hmm. an led light bulb is significantly different than a cfc mm-hmm. bulb or mm-hmm. a fluorescent bulb or all that um, so there's, there's quite a, there's quite a lot. Um, so their survey, we worked with them just kind of figure out, make sure we're 
getting all the different areas around the globe and the different types of power and the different types of heat. It's a lot. Um, so they're quite instrumental there, kind of getting us going there. Um, yeah. And so what, carbon neutral. What some of, yeah. What were some of the early insights of that of that audit? Yeah. So it was really interesting. Uh, I'll be honest. So uh, I live in Ontario. It's a province in Canada. A lot of your listeners probably don't know. So we, about uh, 15 to 16 years ago, uh, we stopped coal fire plants and most of our gas plants stopped around then. Uh, So about 98% of the power generated in our province is non-carbon emitting. Uh, So we have about uh, 2% of it, which is, which we have some pretty really remote communities that um, they are operated on gas or propane or um, or very few of them are oil, uh, but it's basically tiny communities of maybe 100 to 150 people who have a generator to power the city. Yep. Um, so for the most part, we we have we're blessed with Niagara Falls, which is a massive amount of our uh, hydroelectricity that we get from Ontario, and then the remaining amount is like through wind and solar all across Ontario. Uh, and uh, Ontario has a massive uh, nuclear power plant that we use to kind of offset any of the power that we need to generate. So from coming from Ontario, I was shocked. I was shocked uh, when I started seeing the Australian results come in and some of the the ones in the States. Well, I don't know. It's it's, it's pretty disgusting, isn't it? You know, and it's, I guess I understand like it's like, it's a relatively newer power generation Mm. oil little weird that yeah, we're still should burning know better. Yeah, but coal i was like oh yeah we, we're, we're just still digging up our coal. countryside it's... oh <laughs> it was it was it was a shock so so to give perspective what people don't quite understand having a light bulb here in ontario i can have my lights on all day every day uh the electricity that we pay is minimal we pay about 8.5 cents sorry uh yeah 8.5 cents per kilowatt hour which is mm-hmm peanuts compared to a lot of the world uh but that's because a lot of it is renewable energy so it's not doesn't really cost anything um right so i can have a light bulb running here 24 7 and it will basically be absolutely inconsequential um the if you have a light bulb being powered by a coal-fired plant you're looking at you need a tree to absorb the carbon. I'm just going to reach and turn light some lights off, Jason. This is <laughs> it's, it's 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 pretty. Like, it's literally going to turn and, it off. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 there you go. Look yeah. at that. We're in the dark. It, it's yeah. It's wow. pretty wild when you when you think about you know it's it's not a it's it's not just the burning of the the electricity yeah. that yeah. you're using. It's not just that. It's the whole system. It's get digging up the coal. It's the machinery they use to dig up the coal. You know, same with oil and gas. Yeah. A lot of transport, mm. all that burning it, and it's like a lot of coal fire plants aren't really modernized. I use air quotes because they're not modernized. They're Mm. very old. Um, There are different types of coal as well that some of them produce some pretty horrible uh, greenhouse gas emissions that we really shouldn't be um, using. There's like brown coal, black coal, but different types of coal. Again, did not know that. (laughs) Did Uh, not even know that. Clean coal. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So there's really no such thing as clean coal, but it's cleaner coal. Um, But that's how it's been sold for years. And and I I think a lot of people are scared about the transition and they're scared about the job losses and they're scared about that. But at the end of the day, um, it has been proven across the board that renewable energy job creation is is more profitable for business owners it's higher paying for the workers and it's got a way better life expectancy of people who actually work yeah. in it so it's yeah. like kind of a no-brainer um to, to start like let's like i should say start to be off of coal it's yeah. kind of a no-brainer aside from obviously the facilities to generate power yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So across the Clinico kind of crew, yeah. there were some highlights and there were some lower lights. How yes. did you kind of step on for that from that? Yeah. So um, I'll be totally honest. Our team in general, our emissions are relatively low. Um, so we are across the board on average, pretty low. The, the, the biggest, the scary parts that was, which I, which I, I, I told a lot of people, they don't quite realize um, so we had, our numbers are out there. So for 2019, I think we had 483 tons of carbon dioxide emissions uh, emitted into the atmosphere. Uh, and for 2020, we had, it was around the same. It was uh, 396 or something or mm -hmm. 430. It was mm -hmm. somewhere around mm -hmm. there. Um, the biggest culprit, uh, a lot of people think it's air travel. Air travel is bad, no questions. Yep. Um, but actually data and web hosting is by far Oh, no, that's straight mm -hmm. to the heart. Yeah. Straight and so here's, to the the, heart. And here's the thing people don't understand, which is wild. And I did not know this until we did this. There are almost as much emissions in air travel. And that includes just personal travel and cargo travel as there is in data center <gasps> emissions. No way. Yeah. So there now the wonderful thing about this, and I and I and I always try to like put some sort of positive spin because it's pretty scary when you think about it. You don't really understand, like people don't get it. When you have a a, a server that is running all day every day, mm -hmm. it's obviously consuming electricity. And if your electricity is being powered by coal yeah, or yeah. sometimes even worse like brown coal or one of those, it's you're emitting a lot. Uh so the good thing is the big players in the game, um, so like Amazon. Uh, Microsoft, Google, all these places have a commitment by, I think it's around 2035-ish around there, kind of give or take five to 10 years on a lot of the companies. They want to have all of their uh, data centers running on renewable energy or non-carbon emitting sources. So the good thing is that industry realizes how terrible, <laughs> well, how, yeah. how bad yeah. they are to the earth. But the But the thing to think about is it's not to say, um, they're doing something horrible. The industry has been, it's a very short industry, right? When you think about yep. how long we've been yep. creating power, it's only been about 20-ish years, really, where the internet has been this massive thing. And, and if anything, the rest of the industry, all the other industries and companies around the world should yep. probably take note that within yeah. 20 years, they realize they're causing a lot of harm to the environment. And they so have a plan to change it up. Yeah. Right. Where we still have companies that don't at all. And they're massive emitters. Mm. Uh, so that was probably the biggest one that was very eye-opening for us. Um, it, it's it to, to give you to put numbers into it, around 65% of our carbon emissions for the entire year came strictly from data centers. So about 315 of our 390-ish um uh tons of carbon emissions mm -hmm. came strictly mm -hmm. from data centers. Mm. Uh, so it's it's a lot. Yeah. yeah, that was probably okay. the biggest shock. Any others? Um, uh, not, honestly, surprisingly, not not really. Yeah, I thought electricity was, was going to be a lot worse, but I, mm. I, a lot of the team, they use natural light. Their offices are in place in their house where they don't need to have lights on all day. And mm. most of us run on laptops uh, and laptops are significantly less uh, power consuming than desktops are. Uh, so it tends to be relatively low, but like I said, it's, it's, it's honestly really inconsequential when you're comparing it to the amount mm. of uh, data centers and then 2020, no one flew anywhere. Uh, yeah. So our flights were non-existent for 2020. Uh, but yeah, probably that was the, the, the biggest eye opener. And, and, and when you really start going down that rabbit hole, you realize that's, that's an industry that yep. needs some, we're in. Needs we're, some help. Yeah, yep. we're in we're that, part yeah. of it, part of the problem absolutely. and the solution. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
So working with that uh, sort of advisory company, how did they kind of guide you? Once you had the data, how did they kind of support you to sort of plan and, and I guess, implement changes? Yeah, so um, there, there are a few suggestions they had. So, for example, um, I'm not sure how much people know. We have a head office sort of thing, which is a renovated barn that we have. As sort of thing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's yep. quite nice. You know, it's we're, we like to be a little different. Yeah, it's a beautiful barn. Um, and uh, we one of the suggestions there was to hope, like remove the reliance on, uh, on coal-fired power plants. So mm-hmm. if you can get solar or wind or geothermal. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are all considerations when we're, we're looking at as we move forward with um, different properties or different yep. buildings yep. or renovating yep. or whatever. Um, so there's those kinds of things. But really, at the end of it is uh, it, our big thing is any sort of opportunities we have to reduce the amount of emissions coming from our data centers and, and web hosting. If we can yep. reduce that, we take those opportunities. Um, even if that's going to be at some extra cost, uh, we're, we're, we're fine with it. We are mm-hmm. all for it. Um, so that's kind of, that's probably like what the, their only suggestion was, was to, yeah. you know, those are your two biggest things right now. The two biggest, uh, culprits, they like to use the word culprits. Um, so, you know, try to aim for those to reduce those ones. And, and if we can even reduce the carbon emissions from our data centers by half, yeah. that's huge. Um, that would be massive. Um, so, so that's kind of what we're hoping to is to get to this point where our our data storage and our webs and our and our uh, web hosting isn't a bad thing. Yep, yep. And I guess different sites will transition to better sources of energy at different times as well. It's not as though you just flip a switch in five years and it's all Absolutely. over. Like some will lead and Correct. some will lag. Absolutely. So, and 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 it is something. I, I hate saying it's beyond our control because I think everything in our life is a little bit within our control, but um, all we can really do at this moment in time is to encourage um, the adoption of yeah. you know renewable energy into that system. So if there are programs that Amazon comes out with or or the different providers that we mm-hmm. use that we can have our data hosted in a, uh, a green data warehouse, we will certainly take that approach. Um, you know, versus, you know, and it may not be all of them right away. It might be staggered. It might be some, it might be a few, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. We know that we're, we want this to happen. So the only way it's going to happen yep. is people need to do and it. And you can agitate very, very elegantly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I guess getting to this point has had a time cost and I'm not necessarily requesting you disclose that, but there's also been a consulting cost and a, sure cost of salary and allocation yep. as well. Yep. How have Clinico kind of thought about that and or planned yeah. with it and for it? Yeah. So your first years, when you're getting into any sort of mm. um, consulting sort of thing, it, that's your, probably your biggest year. Um, but none of the costs were wildly crazy. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say with carbon neutrals, but I could just say it's relatively reasonable uh, in terms of the costs mm-hmm. that we're looking at. It's not something that was like very shocking uh, to help yep. with that yep. process. You have to remember carbon neutrals mission, their uh, their whole MO is that they want to reduce carbon emissions. So they've so got to they be accessible it, in themselves. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and the great thing, which a lot of companies don't quite realize is most of this stuff is you can, you have write-offs that you can, you know, you can save on tax dollars in your, in your companies, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in terms of when you're even buying your credits, for example, 
um, when you're purchasing credits for offsetting your emissions. That's another one. People don't realize that, yeah, you, it is costing you money, but it does reduce your 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 amount owing that you have to pay for taxes. So if you've got to put taxes somewhere, you might yeah. as well put them towards something that's helping yeah. the planet. So there yeah. could be a little bit of homework for people um, to have a look at what sort of other benefits, grants, deductions as Absolutely, part of yeah. the whole process of thinking about yeah. engaging a consultant or allocating resources. Yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, lean on the consultants. We, we asked, we talked to them, we asked them like, are there credits, are there incentives that we can take? Mm. Are there areas, that, you know, are there states or, or territories or provinces mm. that, you know, we should file under that are better for us business-wise. Yeah. Um, we're at the size where we don't really get to take use of a lot of those things, but a lot of smaller clinics or a lot of smaller practices, they very well uh, would qualify for a yeah. lot of the credits and yeah. a lot of the incentives. So if, if you have to pay taxes to something, I always say, get to yeah. choose where you get to pick it, get sign that off. One. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> How, so I know um, that yeah. Clinico and the, and the team are really passionate about this. How are you broadcasting the message well, we're obviously doing a podcast, but what about how are you broadcasting the message to Clinico users? Yeah, so so we do have um, we I wrote a blog post about this about the kind of the whole process, really nitty gritty process. Uh, again, I gave that it's on our website there. You can check it out if, if people want to read it. Um, it's uh, that was kind of the first step at it. Our big thing now is just each year we continuously uh, assess our carbon emissions and we determine what project we want to uh, invest in that will help offset those emissions. Um, so carbon neutrals, nice. They have a bunch of different, uh, projects, uh, primarily focused around, uh, trees and, and deforestation, like protecting, uh, areas from being deforested. So the last couple of years, we've actually been contributing to a project based out of Brazil, which is actually, uh, protecting, uh, really private lands, which again, people don't quite realize what happens. So a lot of people, they want to make money off canola oil and stuff um, and or soy or all bunch of different, all whack kind of things. And what they're doing is they're purchasing privately owned land and they're ripping out the rainforest and just planting these crops. Palm is a big one down there. Mm. Um, the problem with that is, well, yes, palm trees in theory, remove carbon emissions from the atmosphere. The problem is we cut them down. Um, we don't actually let them reach their maturity of, uh, of them being able to do that. So it's, it's pretty cool to be able to choose what project you're going to offset to. And you don't have to offset with one of these projects. You can, there's a whole whack ton that you can choose from. They just kind of give you a few. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's nice to have a little bit of a, kind of a soundboard. Um, and, and honestly, it's, like I said, it doesn't hurt, it doesn't hurt to reach out, ask what the costs might be for you and, and figure out what the time commitment for you might be every practice every clinic every business is going to be a bit different uh, and even on an individual level if you want to do it on an individual level you can do that as well um, mm. yeah. I think uh, what happens in the busyness of business so many business owners want to get to this stuff but there's just other operational day-to-day -day, the odd pandemic the Absolutely. odd Omicron yeah. kind of piece and this <laughs> yeah. stuff just kind of tumbles in front of them yeah. and it's just still there down the track. We'll get to it. Yep. We'll get to it. Um, yep. I'm sure you've probably heard that from some of the clinical and practice, yeah. clinical users, practice owners. What do you reckon are some of the achievable little and often activities yeah. that business owners yeah. could be doing to just step into this sustainability commitment? Yep. So, um, if you search carbon calculators online, that's a great one. A lot of people don't really know. Oh, it's yeah. really simple. Just, yeah, yep. it, it, 
prepare it's, it's to invest simple. three it's hours like, of your life. It's fascinating. Yeah. So some of them, some of them are short. Some of them you can get yeah. like pretty nitty gritty short ones. They ask you like really like kind of generic questions. Yeah. Like for example, you know, do you drive to work? How far do you drive? And it's kind of like intervals. So it's very basic, the questions. Some of them get very in-depth. Um, for sure. Carbon neutrals is, is not so bad. If, if people want to check that one out, it's not so bad. Um, but there are a few that are um, pretty easy and it gives you at least an idea. Uh, and, and even sometimes just being aware of how much you're actually emitting is 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 enough to get to, to, to light the fire. It's kind of like the it's kind of like the match that starts the fire. Um, but honestly, like for, for busy, busy clinics, busy, busy clinics or businesses, I get it. Not every yeah. company has the, has the, the luxury of having someone who could just dedicate their time to doing this. Um, but that's where I think, you know, you have to make that, that kind of like that balance between having a, a firm help you with a lot of this. Um, you know, I took on a lot of the responsibilities from carbon neutral, um, but they would gladly uh, email out all the employees and, and ask them to complete the survey instead of me having to reach out and follow up with them and make sure everyone's completed the surveys. You know, they will take that on and it's, mm-hmm. it's just a cost. You obviously have to pay a little bit more. It's kind of like if you hired a contractor for, uh, a really busy month or, you know, you, you yeah. know, Omicron's a prime example. Lots of people get sick and they have to take some time off and you might need to, you might need to have a locum to come in and have someone come in to, mm-hmm. to, to actually fill that role. No different than that. A month, you might have a, a, a two week period where you hire um, carbon neutral to come in and help you get measured and get offset of what your emissions actually are. Yeah. Way back in the day when I had my private practice, which is now quite some time ago, I'm going to, I'm going to really go back what are we up to? Possibly 20 years, good 15, 20 years. The local council where um, our head office was had an amazing initiative. Um, they had really good documents and checklists, but they actually had, at, this is at a local neighbourhood council level, cool. they actually had a team that could come and help you. And amazing. I rem- yeah, yeah. And this was a free service offered by the local council. Yep. Um, yep. And it was it was really, really good and really, really practical. And back then the information wasn't as sophisticated as it is now and available on demand online, but it really got off us. It got me as a business owner just thinking about things that I just didn't even know I didn't know. And, yeah, um, yeah exactly. But even back then it was about where's your power coming from or your appliances, light, traffic. Um, you know, we had a bit of a feeble attempt at removing the takeaway coffee cups. Didn't always yeah. work. But yeah. just, um, yeah, packaging foods, all sorts of things. And yeah. it's amazing what is actually available really, really close literally close to home so local yeah. councils could be something certainly for Aussie listeners yeah. I was yeah, amazed. absolutely and I, I had no clue it was yeah, out there. I, I do think honestly there are there are probably groups like Facebook groups or 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 WhatsApp groups or wherever, mm. the, wherever you might look at your groups I'm assuming that there are probably a lot that are pretty local again like I said we were pretty privileged and didn't have to like we had I had me yeah. doing it so I didn't have to in, engage that but I'm certain that there are that there are people who are willing to help because um, as much as I am passionate about, you know, saving Mother Earth, there are people who are way more passionate than I am, and and good on them because we need them. Mm, um, yeah. and, and I and I do think that if if people want to do this and they need help to do this, I I, I don't think it's hard to find. Yeah, uh, yep. state governments have also had really mm-hmm. good initiatives over the while. However, it's that mind shift of this is differently important to the way I run my business and leave the planet. Um, 
as I travel past it, you know, to get that sort of help. So it's got to start with a bit of mindset and a bit of time, I reckon. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. It, it, and, I, and that's why I always say, like, do that carbon footprint. It will really be an eye opener. Um, and in some carbon footprints, they're, they're, they're quite nice. They'll kind of give you like a little bit of like, hey, if you did this, yeah. um, you would reduce your footprint yeah. by this much. So, you know, public transit's a really big one. Uh, a lot of people just love to drive. I don't know. I'm in Australia. It's similar to here. We drive everywhere here, it seems. Oh, we drive, I drive for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Right. So in, in, in the public transit system in Melbourne, in Melbourne and, and in um, uh, Sydney, for example, they're phenomenal. I've been to both cities. They're wonderful to use. Yeah, yeah. They're absolutely phenomenal to use. I have no need to have a car. I always find it kind of fascinating when people live near the, like near trains. We don't have any trains like that. Like in our city, for example, we have about uh, 500-ish thousand people. Uh, We do not have a public transit system that even reaches where we live. Um, So it's quite car dependent. (laughs) Uh, But there are like even small little things like that. Like, you know, you know, meatless days, like having one day of the week where you don't consume any meat for meat eaters, uh, you know, or, or even reducing, you know, trying to go for more locally. Local produce. Yeah. Like that's a big one. So much better for you anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there are some, there are some really interesting, little interesting facts um, that my, my, my favorite one was uh, when people who love avocados, I love avocados. I am in Canada. I yeah, probably not so many consume local. avocados. No. Bananas, so, perhaps. Yeah, so bananas mangoes, as well. Yeah. Probably and not it, many mangoes. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you you know, so you have to kind of like and obviously I me not eating avocados isn't going to stop climate change. Um, however, me thinking about do I need to buy all the avocados or if I purchase an avocado, really make sure you use it and you're not throwing it away. Um, it's kind of like, that's kind of the messaging that I try to let people know is that like, if you're going to, if you're going to purchase these, that's fine. That's okay. It's not, it's not going to be another world, but you know, it would be nice if you just consume it all. Yep. Throw it out. Yep. Oh, we could Which, so have a conversation about seasonal eating, <laughs> but we, we won't go there. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just met someone a few years ago who just blew my mind with all of that. Oh, apps. I've just, totally flashing back to where we were standing when we had this conversation. So very, very cool. And I guess this is a good segue into um, the carbon neutral is significant, but Clinico has a bigger commitment to leave the planet better than uh, than they found it. What, what else are you kind of embracing yeah. and putting into yep. place? So... Um, I'm sure some of your listeners probably already know how we work. Um, we are, we're very much uh, work-life balance and that is like mm. real. Uh, you tend to hear that it gets, it's a, it tends to be a buzzword, but we like actually live and breathe that. Um, we do fully embrace um, remote work, work when it makes sense to work for you. Um, so really on like a people level, uh, there's that piece where it's, you know, we only have so many hours of a day where we're awake and we shouldn't be spending every waking hour working. Uh, so, you know, and, and, and I think a lot of businesses have kind of lost their way in that, in that sense. And, mm-hmm. and they believe that, you know, working 50 hour weeks makes you more productive. That's been proven to not actually be true. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so finding that, that yep. right. So it's, it, it, you know, so we work 30 hour weeks, you have unlimited leave when it makes, like, when you need to take your leave, take the leave. Um, and, and, and that's kind of on like more of a people level. And on that, we, you know, we have calls like this, so other people, can understand that, you know, working less hours a week doesn't mean you're going to get less done. 
Uh, It just means that the when you're working, you're going to work uh, instead of sitting beside the water cooler and having a chit chat or, you know, talking to your friend about what they're going to do on a Friday (laughs) night. Right. Pretending to work is exactly what happens. Pretending to work isn't really something that happens when you're in a 30 hour window. Um, You know, so there's that element. There's a a huge component of of Clinico is is, uh, the charitable work that we do. Um, so we commit to about 2% of, mm. um, revenue goes to, uh, different charities. So our big one is, uh, beyond the orphanage. So BTO, uh, they've been huge. You can kind of, if people want to read about it, uh, we have a whole section of our charities on our site. It's quite, it's quite nice, quite awesome. Uh, and we do in, internally do a lot of charitable, charitable work as well. Just recently, um, we ran a, a fundraising campaign, uh, fundraising campaign. We, we, ran a campaign that sounds very grown matched, up <laughs> right yeah we we matched the donations of um anyone who wanted to donate to help um refugees from the ukraine, ukraine. Yeah. um from ukraine yeah. we, we did that so i believe uh, i don't know the exact number but i want to say it was somewhere around seventy thousand to eighty thousand yeah. that we you know helped we're helping people uh, who have been displaced from their homes, as well mm-hmm. as pets who have been left behind, who they need, you know, shelter as well, that were just left there because they just couldn't be taken. Um, so, you know, there, there's that element as well, where, you know, you know, we've done even beach cleanups, for example, we've had a, a, some of the staff go out and they do beach cleanups. Um, you know, we, we want to get more out in the community. We had Rachel, who many people have probably already seen. She went up to Nepal and she you know, she actually helped a bunch mm. of kids. Uh, it was it was a beautiful, wonderful it thing, and we so had a great good. piece about that. It was yeah. lovely, and and so you know, in the whole in the whole spirit of trying to leave the earth better, uh, you know, environment is a big portion of that. Our our earth is only one earth, so you know, if we can help people, we can help um, the earth, and we can help the animals, and we can we can do everything we can do and still live great, happy lives. Why not? Yeah, yeah. I um, remember talking to Joel about this 2% piece a while back. Um, a lot of companies would take, well, would contribute 2% of profit. And we sort of talk about this triple bottom line. But what I loved about what Clinico did was it's straight off the top. You know, why should the planet be or our donation to the planet be compromised by our operational expenses and our ability Correct. to run the organization Correct. like straight off the commitment from Absolutely. our clients. Yeah. Yep. And if, and if an owner of a company doesn't so much like how much they're donating and they would like to just take an extra dividend or a little bonus, that shouldn't affect how much you're contributing yeah. <laughs> to helping yeah. the earth. Yeah. Uh, I um, took a leaf out of Clinico's book. We do, we do similar off the top, off the top line awesome. now. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I've, we, we've had a conversation with a lot of companies and it is something that, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot. It, it could start off with something as small as half a percentage or oh, even a totally. quarter of a percentage. Yep. It could just something, you know, and, and, and commit to it and, and factor that in. And mm. if that's factored in and committed to, it's easy. It's no different than getting new computers every few years when you need new computers mm. or whatever. It's just kind of a cost that you've built in that, you know, gives you that, like, you know, you're doing what you mm. can do to help. The language we use around it is investing in the futures of others less fortunate. That's Just great. I love that. Moving, moving yeah. the energy around. Yep. But I want to add that the magic happens when you commit to it month after month. You don't just do it in a good month because every month is a good Correct. month. If, if you've got good numbers at that top line, every, yeah. every month is a good month. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yep, yeah, completely. Yeah. I'd love to ask a little bit more about this work when it works kind yeah. of stuff. Sure. What's what does that kind of look like across the across the the crew and across the planet? 
Yeah. So uh, it's it's pretty interesting. So um, like I said, we have like 47 people, I believe is what the number is. Um, and, and I would say that all of us work differently. Um, mm. So for example, I am the type of person who if I'm not feeling like work is clicking, there's no sense in me sitting there forcing my way through it um, because it's going to be terrible. Like I'm, it's going to end I'm, up, someone's gonna going to be sulking. Yes. Right. Like it's not going to work. So instead I'm like, okay, I'm going to go run my errands that I got to get run. I got to get, get all that stuff done, do my laundry, clean whatever I got to clean. And if later in the day, I feel like it makes sense to work again, I'll work, which often happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, days that I have calls right now, it's, you know, it's, it's 6 PM at night, but it doesn't bother me having a call late at night because I arranged my week that it just kind of fits. Like it's, this is, mm-hmm. this is where it made sense to, to, to take the call. And it's mm. not a burden because it's not mm. a burden. Um, you know, it, it, it's, I think that a lot of people have kind of lost the, um, uh, what's it like the love for life because it's been kind mm. of clouded by work um, and, and work has become their life. And, and, and you know, with, with well, it's, and, and critical it's pretty basic it's you know it work is there absolutely it's a part of your life but it is a part of your life yeah um it is not yeah. your life um yeah. so you know for me uh i i have uh, a laptop and i have a desktop and when i'm in the, at the desktop i'm working on it if i want to go to a coffee shop and get some work done i go to a coffee shop a lot of times i can't really get work done at the coffee shop because it's too noisy yeah. but if it's I not noisy i get work done figured that out <laughs> Yeah, some people and some people on our team, they can go to a coffee shop for hours on end and they can get it done. And I'm like, God bless. I just want to drink coffee the entire time because I, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. right. And that's basically what I do. So it's, it, I think everyone's a little bit different. And I think that's yeah. how, why it works so well. Um, you know, and it, and, it, it, and it leads really well into carbon neutral stuff as well, because no one needs to work. If, if it doesn't make sense for you to work with the lights on or, or, or with the heat on or whatever it might be, mm. you don't have to, you can work when it's daylight out. And then when it's dark, you don't have to work anymore. Um, mm. so it, it's kind of like, it's nice. Like it's, 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 it's pretty nice that you're able to work when it makes sense to work. Mm. Um, mm. And, and you will get the best work done when you want to work. Yeah. Yeah. I guess people listening might be thinking, but what about productivity and what about KPIs and all of all of that? How does it how does it show up? Like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. how does how does anyone know what anyone's got done yeah. and where progress is? Yes. So I normally ask people who ask me that, I normally ask them, how do you determine productivity or KPIs? Because I have worked in all industries. I've worked in a hospital where I had to work just whenever I was told to work. So 12 hours a day, 13 hours a day, it didn't matter. I also worked for an organization who didn't care if you worked overtime. They just wanted you to like power through. Um, and I worked at other organizations where it's like you only work nine to five and that is the time you work. My chest, so, my chest um, is tightening. You better stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've, 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 I've seen them all and I've always, I, I don't know what the measure of productivity is, I guess. Yeah. Uh, like to us, to me, you know, we are a successful company. Everyone in the company is very happy. We are able to contribute to the environment. We are able to contribute to, you know, uh, helping charitable causes. We're, we're able to, you know, come up and, 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 and donate to people who need it way more than we do. And we're all very happy. So to mm-hmm. me, that's the measure. Measure, measures. Our cust- yeah. Right. Our customers are happy. Uh, you know, we are, we're, we're making enough money to do the things that we want to do to make an impact. And mm-hmm. generally everyone's pretty happy. So I think that's yeah. kind of our measure. I, I don't really know in terms of numbers we don't do engagement scores we don't need to do engagement scores because of how we work uh you know it's if you're unhappy about it bring it up let's have a let's have a yep. conversation yeah uh, yeah 
Yeah, I can't really quite see anyone in Clinico checking the timesheets. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, just not seeing that. We have to probably. Have Where to would they be? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have to start with Joel's timesheet. We'll start with that one, and then we'll continue on to the rest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't talk about that if he's not here. Um, yeah. I guess we've got a few more minutes. How would you like to kind of? sum up the experience and perhaps get a little bit of energy into business owners taking some action on this one. Yeah, no so, pressure, just um, save, save, yeah, yeah, save no, the planet yeah, in yeah, the next three minutes. Sell it, yeah. Mm. Okay. So I would say, I would say um, it is okay to feel intimidated. It yeah. will be a bit intimidating. Um, mm. But remember at the end of the day, what you're trying to do, we are trying to make mother earth happier than it is right now. Uh, and that's really at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do. So any t- small little step you take towards that, whether it is measuring your carbon footprint, whether it is engaging a company to help you measure that footprint, whether it is um, just donating to uh, carbon offsetting initiatives, whether that be for protecting forests or, or, or carbon capture technologies or, you know, improving the lives of people who the oceans can't yeah cleaning up the we haven't ocean, even talked about the projects. oceans yeah yeah so so there that's just it it's it, it really mm. any small piece that you any small amount that you you know pick at it uh that's a win so take that as a win and, and roll with it don't don't punish yourself for not being able to get carbon neutral by the end of the year if that was your goal and you mm. know it's like but you know be proud that you measured your carbon footprint uh and and, and celebrate that and that's i think probably it's it, it's it's okay to feel intimidated. The yep. baby steps yep. are still steps in the right direction. That's kind of like really yeah. the nitty gritty of it is like, you have to be okay with understanding. It's going to be a bit of work. Um, but at the end of the day, it's going to be better. Like at the, it's, it's for a good reason. And I guess if enough, like we said at the start, if enough people do enough small steps, it's all going to have a cumulative effect. Absolutely. Yeah. At the risk of opening up another topic, I think I'm going yeah. to. Do you know sure. about the global goals? for sustainable development. Well, let me just share that. Mm -hmm. I was listening, like I was totally listening with my ears, but my eyes actually went to the internet. I'm going to drop it into the chat box because I I realise we're just getting really selfish here because other people can't see it, but we'll put a link into the the show notes as well. But um, I've been following this and this group and these projects for many, many years now, um, and I'm also going to give a shout out to B1G1, uh, who will provide a link to as well. This is where we put our um, investments through, through their platform and into their programs. But the global goals have identified, I think, 17. They might have even added another one um, now associated with refugees, I think. Um, and they're these big global projects that businesses all over the world are contributing to. But you can actually get some data and um results as well out of this so the extent to which poverty is changing the extent to which the oceans are hopefully improving so I guess that's a little bit of a parting gift that might just be a a reason for you to get to the cafe and have a little yeah that's it absolutely I think it's I think it's awesome I I I kind of switched over and I kind of saw like the header I was like oh yep this is definitely something that I am going to enjoy reading through. Yeah, um, I hope so. Yeah, and, 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 you know, in, in, in exactly that, Kathy, it's, it, it doesn't, it, sometimes it's all it needs. It just, you know, take mm. the time to, to, to read through a little mm. bit of information, um, you know, listen to 
listen to what people are putting out there and, and see and understand mm. and, and see, can I, can I make a difference? Can I, and the answer is, yeah, you probably yeah. can yeah. Uh, for not very much, for not very much yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. time and money, you know, even if it's as simple as organizing your business to go pick up some trash in your neighborhood, you yeah. know, it could be as yeah. simple as that. It doesn't have to be any more complicated. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, every step. Really so, so good. Thank you, Jason, so much for your yeah. time. And uh, yeah, I think it would be a good one to follow up in a year or so to kind of see, yeah. you know, what progress you're making and perhaps just sparkle up the conversation for business owners. Uh, again, yeah. it's just so much little yeah. and often that you can kind of chip away and commit to this stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I highly, like I said, I highly recommend, uh, take a read through the clinical blog that we have. Yeah. About we'll give a link to it. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's cool. It kind of talks about our whole process. You know, it gives a few little like pretty charts and graphs as you'd like to look at. Um, mm. but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a good, good place to kind of see how we did it and what we did and, um, what we're going to continue to do. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Have a good evening. Yes. Thank you. And have a wonderful rest of your day. See ya. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For the show notes and other resources, our webinar replays, they're all available over on naker.com.au. And if you're loving what you're listening to, please subscribe. We don't want you to miss out on a single thing. And if you want others to get the same benefit that you've had from listening into these episodes, please share this episode and any of the others forward to any of your other allied health business colleagues. And we are totally here for you. Don't forget for a moment that you can jump on in and book that power call and uh, we can see how we can help you get the best of business done. Looking forward to seeing you there.